Chapter Twenty One, A Flower of the Dusk by Myrtle Reed. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Perils of the City. Roger remarked Miss Maddie, laying aside her paper. I don't know as I'm in favor of you having to go to the city. Can't you get the judge another dog? Why not, mother? asked Roger, ignoring her question. Because it seems to me, from all I've been reading and hearing lately, that the city ain't a proper place for a young person. Take that minister, now, that those folks brought down for Ambrose North's funeral. I never heard anything like it in all my life. You was there, and you heard what he said. So there ain't no need of dwellin' on it, but it wasn't what I'm accustomed to in the way of funerals. Miss Maddie's militant hairpins bristled as she spoke. I thought it was all right, mother. What was wrong with it? Wrong? repeated Miss Maddie, in astonishment. Everything was wrong with it. Ambrose North wasn't a church member, and he never went more in once or twice that I know of. Even after the Lord chastened him with blindness for not going. There was no power to the sermon and no crying except Barbara and that Miss Wynne that sang that outlandish piece instead of a hymn. Why, Roger, I was to a funeral once over to the ridge, where the corpse was an unbaptized infant, and you ought to have heard that preacher describing the abode of the lost. The child's mother fainted dead away and had to be carried out of the church. It was that powerful and moving. That was something like. It was in Roger's mind to say he was glad that the minister had not made Barbara faint but he wisely kept silent that's only one thing miss mattie went on what with religion being in that condition in the city and the life folks live there i don't think it's any fit place for a person that ain't strong in the faith and you know you ain't roger you take after your pa i was reading in the metropolitan weekly only last week a story about a lovely young orphan that was caught one night by a rejected suitor and tied to the railroad track just as the train was going to run over her the man she wanted to marry come along on the dead run with a knife and cut her bonds she got off the track just as the night express come around the curve going ninety-five miles an hour this man says to her genevieve will you come to me now and let me put you out of this dread villain's power forever then he opened his arms and the beautiful genevieve fled to them as to some ark of safety and laid her pale and weary face upon his loving and forgiven heart that's the exact ending of it and i must say it's written beautiful but when i wake up in the night and think about it i get scared to have you go you ain't looking so bad roger and you're getting to the age where you might be expected to take notice and what if some designing female should tie you to the railroad track i declare it makes me nervous to think of it roger did not like to shake his mother's faith in the metropolitan weekly but he longed to set her fears at rest those things aren't true mother he said kindly they not only haven't happened but they couldn't have happened it's impossible roger what do you mean by saying such things of course it's true or it wouldn't be in the paper ain't it right there in print as plain as the nose on your face you can see it for yourself i hope studying law ain't going to make an infidel of you i don't think it will temporized roger i'll keep a close watch for designing females and will avoid railroad tracks at night miss mattie shook her head doubtfully that ain't going to do no good roger if they once get set after you i've noticed that the villain always triumphs but only for a little while mother surely you must have seen that she settled her steel-bowed 
spectacles firmly on the wart and gazed at him i believe you're right she said after a few moments of reflection i can't recall no story now where the villain was not foiled at last let me see there was lovely lulu or the doctor's darling and margaret merriman or the maid's mad marriage and true gold or pretty crystal's love and the american countess or hearts aflame and this one i was just speaking of genevieve carleton or the brakeman's bride in every one of em the villain got his just desserts though sometimes they was disjointed owin to the story being broke off at the most interesting point and continued the following week well if the villain is always foiled you're surely not afraid are you i don't know as i'm afraid in the long run but i don't like to have you go through such things and be exposed to the temptations of a great city why don't you come with me mother and keep house for me we can find a little flat somewhere and what on earth is that i've never been in one myself but miss wynne said that if you wanted to come she would find us a flat or an apartment what's the difference between a flat and an apartment that's what i asked her she said it was just the rent you pay more for an apartment than you do for a flat i wouldn't want anything i had to pay more for observed miss mattie stroking her chin thoughtfully you ain't told me what a flat is a few rooms all on one floor like a cottage it's like several cottages all under one roof what do they want to cover the cottages with a roof for don't they want light and air you don't understand mother suppose that our house here was an apartment house the stairs would be shut off from these rooms and the hall would be accessible from the street instead of having three rooms upstairs there might be six one of them a kitchen and the others living rooms and bedrooms don't you see you mean a kitchen on the same floor with the bedrooms yes all the rooms on one floor just as if an earthquake was to jolt off the top of the house and shake all the bedrooms down here something like that well then said miss mattie firmly all i've got to say is that it ain't decent think of people sleeping just off kitchens and washing their faces and hands in the sink i think some of them must be very nice mother miss wynne expects to live in an apartment after she is married and she has a little one of her own now if you'll come with me we'll find some place that you'll like i don't want to leave you alone here no she answered with due deliberation i reckon i'll stay here you can't transplant an old tree and you can't take a woman who has lived all her life in a house and put her in a place where there are several cottages all under one roof with bedrooms off of kitchens and folks washing in the sinks miss wynne can do it if she likes but i was brought up different i'm afraid you'll be lonesome i don't know why i should be any more lonesome than i always have been all i see of you is at meals and while you're readin nights you're just like your pa if i propped up a book by the lamp it would just be as sociable as it is to have you settin here readin is a good thing in its place and i enjoy it myself but sometimes it's pleasant to hear the human voice sayin something besides what and yes and all right and is supper ready i've been lookin through your things and gettin em ready the moths has ate your winter flannels and you'll have to get more i've mended your coat linens and sewed on buttons and darned and patched and i've took barbara north's blue hair ribbon back to her the one you found some place and had in your pocket you mustn't be careless about those things roger she might think you meant to steal it what did barbara say he stammered the high color had mounted to his temples she didn't know what to say at first but she recognized it as her hair ribbon 
i told her you hadn't meant to steal it that you'd just found it somewheres and had forgot to give it to her and it was all right she laughed some but it was a funny laugh you must be careful roger you won't always have your mother to get you out of scrapes roger wondered if the knot of blue ribbon that had so strangely gone back to barbara had by any chance carried to her its intangible freight of dreams and kisses with a boyish tear or two of which he had the grace not to be ashamed your pa was in the habit of annexing female belongings though the lord knows where he ever got em i suppose he picked em up on the street he was so dreadful absent-minded he was systematic about em in a way though after he died i found em all put away most careful in a box a handkerchief and one kid glove and a piece of ribbon about like the one i took back to barbara he was flighty sometimes constant devotion to readin had unsettled his mind that brings me to what i wanted to say when i first started out i don't want you should load up your trunk with your pa's books to the exclusion of your clothes and i don't want you to spend your evenings readin i'm not apt to read very much mother if i work in an office in the daytime and go to law school at night that's so too but there's sundays you can take any ten of your pa's books that you like but no more i'll keep the rest here against the time the train is blocked and the mails don't come through i may get a taste for your pa's books myself roger did not think it likely but he was too wise to say so and i didn't tell you this before but i've made it my business to go and see the judge and tell him how you saved my life at the expense of fido's i don't know when i've seen a man so mad i was going to suggest that we get him another dog from some place and land sakes he clean drove it out of my mind i don't know how you've stood it being there in the office with him and i told him so it's got a red-headed boy from the ridge in there now and i think maybe the judge will get what's coming to him before he gets through i've learned not to trifle with anybody what has red hair but seemingly the judge ain't it takes some folks a long time to learn barbara's going to the city too to spend the winter with that miss wynne in the cottage that's under the same roof with other cottages and the bedrooms off the kitchen i don't know how barbara'll take to washin in the sink when she's always had that rose-sprigged bowl and pitcher of her ma's but it's her business not mine and if she wants to go she can me and miriam'll sit together evenings and keep each other from being lonesome she ain't much more company than a cow as far as talkin goes but there's a feelin some way and another person being in the house when the wind gets to howlin down the chimney we may arrange to have supper together once in a while and in case of severe weather put the two fires goin in one house whichever's the warmest i don't know what we shall do for we ain't talked it over much but with church twice on sunday and prayer meetin wednesday evenings and the sewin circle on friday and two new york papers every week and miriam and all your pa's books to prop up against the lamp i don't reckon i'll get so dreadful lonesome i've thought some of gettin myself a cat there's something mighty comfortable and heartenin about a cup of hot tea and the sound of purrin close by and on the spring excursion to the city i reckon i'll come up and see you if i don't have no more pain in my back i'd love to have you come mother and i'd do all i could to give you a good time i know the others would too dr conrad has an automobile and miss mattie became deeply concerned is he treatin himself for it she demanded i don't think so answered roger choking a laugh it beats all mused miss mattie they say the shoemaker's children never have shoes 
and it seems that doctors have diseases just like other folks i disremember of having heard of this but i know from my own experience that a disease with only one word to it can be dreadful painful is it catchin not with speed full on replied roger an automobile is very hard to catch well see that you don't take it cautioned miss mattie the first part of his answer was obscure but she was not one to pause over an uninteresting detail you've warned me about almost everything now mother he said smiling is there anything else nothing but matrimony and that's included under the head of designing females i shouldn't want you to get married why not i don't know as i could tell you just why only it seems to be that a person is just as well off without it i've been thinking of it a good deal since i've had these new york papers and read so much about two souls being welded into one my soul wasn't never welded with your paws nor his with mine as i know of marriage wasn't so dreadful different from living at home it reminded me of the summer ma took a boarder your pa required so much weight on and when you came i had a baby to take care of besides if i was welded i never noticed it i was too busy roger's heart softened into unspeakable pity in missing the welding miss mattie had missed the best that life has to give somewhere doubtless the man existed who could have stirred the woman's soul beneath the surface shallows and set the sordid tasks of daily living in tune with the music that sways the world there's a good deal in the papers about unmarriage too resumed miss mattie and i can't understand it when you've stood before the altar and said till death do us part i don't see how another man who ain't even a minister can undo it and let you have another chance at it maybe you do bein as you're up in law but i don't it looks to me as if the laws were wrong or else the marriage ceremony ought to be written different if a man said i take thee to be my wedded wife to love and to cherish until i see somebody else i like better i could understand the unmarriage but i can't now when you get to be a power in the law roger i think you should try to get that fixed i never was welded but after i'd given my word i stuck to it even though your pa was dreadful aggravatin sometimes he didn't mean to be but he was i guess it's the nature of men folks deeply moved roger went over and kissed her smooth cheek have i been aggravating mother miss mattie's eyes grew misty she took off her spectacles and wiped them briskly on one corner of the table cover no more'n was natural i guess she answered you've been a good boy roger and i want you should be a good man when you get away from home where your mother can't look after you just remember that she expects you to be good like your pa he might have been aggravatin but he wasn't wicked all the best part of the boy's nature rose in answer and the mist came into his eyes too i'll remember mother and you shall never be disappointed in me i promise you that End of chapter 21